Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For SEN America, this is the SEN MLB Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. We're going to get right to the introductions to start with today. And joining me behind the mic is the great man himself, JC, Justin Charles. Hey, Fredda, how are you going? I'm going beautifully, mate. Fantastic. Boy, there's absolute tons happening. Big show. Oh, enormous. Over the, the week, the baseball that has gone on this week is phenomenal. Unbelievable. We're going to take a look at the standings. We'll get to the show as we move along. But uh, the standings as it is right now, the top of my notes here says Cubs white hot. Are you going straight to that division? I know it's no, the I'm wild not. card. No, I'm not. No, you've no got, I'm not. You've got your system. You stick to your system. <laughs> because we've got the rampaging Toronto Blue Jays. They've won their last 10. Can you believe that? And they're the and hottest team the in New baseball. York Yankees. Right? Phenomenal. They have, they have and uh, they played them in a three-game set, swept them in their hometown. They, uh, they beat them three games to zip in Yankee Stadium, which was yeah. just incredible. Um, Jose Bautista and Donaldson and, and Carnacion have been just smashing the baseball. Um, our, our boy uh, Troy Tulowitzki, yeah. who they they haven't lost with him in the lineup I since they've brought him back on board. I think it's twelve board. and zero since Tulowitzki came into the team. The twelve and zero. David Price pitched another gem. Yeah, um, you know they've been rolling and rolling for a long time. They're up and uh, they've hauled in the Yankees and they've overtook them. And yeah. um, it's uh, it's really exciting for our boy uh, Liam Hendricks. Liam He's going to be playing in the yeah. playoffs. Um, really exciting stuff. And uh, look, uh, I, I couldn't be more happy. I've been really interested in. In, in, I've been tracking their results. They've actually got another three-game set at home against the Yankees, so right. a, a real chance to put an even bigger gap into them. Yep. And the way they're playing right now, uh, I can see that happening. So they, they've got a real chance to solidify the the, the first pennant in a, in a while now. Yeah, so, yeah of course. Um, Beautiful. That's exciting for our for our uh, Aussie boy, um, yeah. Liam. So We're going to stick with Liam as it goes along, so Toronto might get a little bit of airplay. Absolutely. So they've won 10 in a row. Can you believe that? That's been unbelievable. Their win streak, the hottest team in baseball right now. So it's uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, Yankees, Tampa Bay, Baltimore and Boston. Boston. Uh, in the central, we've got those those dastardly Kansas City Royals. We don't yes. like them at all, but geez, they've been rolling. They've been playing really good baseball. Uh, followed by Minnesota. They've snapped their losing streak. Um, they were on a bit of a losing streak there for, for a long while. They've won the last two, so that's good for them. Uh, followed by Detroit, White Sox, and Cleveland. Then in the west, we've got uh, Houston Astros doing it very nicely. Followed by the Angels, Texas, Seattle, and Oakland. Moving to the National League, we've got the Mets, and they've put three games into Washington now. Uh, Washington are losing touch. Uh, they're actually falling out of the, the wild card as well. So they, they are. If they, don't, uh, if they don't turn the ship around really soon, uh, they're going to find themselves out of the playoffs. And that would be really interesting, given the, the starting pitching. And, and uh, oh, I'm going to bring up with you, I, I think 
You know, I was going to mention the Dark Knight, though. You're talking the Mets. The Dark Matt Harvey. <laughs> Matt Harvey, yes. Matt Harvey just killed it last week. An absolutely stunning performance. He's eight been innings. on a real streak. He's been on a streak. Unbelievable. His, his last eight starts, I think his, his, uh, his ERA is like under one Yep. in his last eight starts. So that's um, he started out the season in really good form as well. Had a bit of a down patch in the middle there, but now he's come back really strong. And, and, and the really Nationals, the you, you're not, you weren't a fan of the Nationals. We talked trades the other week and you, you sort of kibble the Nationals, but no, they've got didn't. Steven Strasburg. I didn't. We'll go to the tape. We'll get clubby on it. Yes. But you've gone to the – Steven Strasburg is back. Back I'm in a that Nationals lineup. fan. Big, big uh, comeback for him. 12 strikeouts, three hits himself earlier in the week. Strasburg's back. Strasburg is back. I'm a big Washington fan. I'm, uh, I'm devastated, in fact. Uh, the Nationals and the Mets, I, I like them both, and I'd like to see both of them be in the playoffs. Yeah. At, least, at least have the Washington Nationals get a wild card spot. But – I'm going to throw this out to you. I yep, think yep. the inclusion. So we've seen a lot of trades that have worked out. We've seen um, Price and and Tulowitzki come into, uh, you know, Jays, come into yep. the Blue Jays. We've yep. seen, um, uh, you know, we've seen a number of players come in and impact immediately with their clubs. I'm going to say that Jonathan Papelbon was a thorn in the manager's side in Philly. Yep, he he rubbed people up the wrong way there. Right. Since they've brought him into the team and they've bumped Storen out of a position, yep. who he, he's been going through a rough patch as well, but since Papelbon's come into that team, is it coincidence that they've sort of been on a skid? You I think he rocks the boat a little bit? He's well, not, I'm, he's I'm not throwing a, that out. I'm he's throwing not a that good out clubhouse there. guy? Is he... Well, all I'm saying, well. it's just, it I could possibly be the case. Because it's interesting that he is, of course, the saves leader for the Boston Red Sox, saves leader for... The Philadelphia Phillies and the one of the all-time great closes in the game. Oh, absolutely. Let's let's, let's be let's be honest and, and be fair. Yep. However, and the walk-on music that he uses is actually the introduction to our show. Is it really? Except now the Nationals, he's not allowed to play it with the Nationals. Phillies won't let him. Well, that could be it. <laughs> he's but, upset somehow. But all I'm saying is that it just seems interesting that he comes into the team right now yeah. in arguably the best starting pitching in baseball yeah. and, and they've been on a skid now and, and they're they're losing ground. Yeah. Okay. It's so quite a contradiction, you know, really just is. in it really in, is. Look at Tulowitzki Price as you mentioned, phenomenal. They've been they've, they've got really home run leader in Bryce Harper. You know, they've got Cespedes when he went to the Mets the team. seems to be a big plus. Absolutely. Really helped that club. A real spark, like a real injection of enthusiasm. Yeah. And, you know, so all of a sudden we see um, this trade, you it doesn't seem like it's working out. Papelbon's not sharing his donuts, is that what you're saying? <laughs> He's not sharing with the other kids? Is that what you're saying? Trust you to reference donuts, Ritter. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Moving on. So we've got the Mets, Nationals, Atlanta Braves. Miami, Philadelphia, that's in the east. We've got St. Louis doing very nicely in 70, 73 games. They're on target to win about 109 games. Absolutely phenomenal have the Just Cardinals Just a great organisation, followed by Pittsburgh, who aren't doing that badly either. Like They're, they're there or thereabouts. McCutcheon's look, been on They're 20 games week. above 500, and they're, they're in second by a mile. Yeah. Seven amazing. games behind. We've got your Cubbies. The Cubbies doing very nicely. Yes. With a wild card spot looming. Cincinnati, Milwaukee. Now let's talk about uh, the Cubbies. They just swept 
the almighty San Francisco Giants at home. Yes. That was just a magnificent effort, and it's it's really put them in good stead. And uh, we'll go to the wild card in a moment, but um, they're four games clear. They're four and a half games, nearly five games clear yeah. in a wild card spot there. Yeah. So Whereas last week's show, they were behind. I think they were a game and a half behind. Well, they were toing and froing with San Francisco, yeah. but the, as we can see, they've put three games into uh, San Francisco Giants with that home stand. Mm-hmm. So that's just a magnificent effort. There was it was a series that they needed to take at least two out of three. Yeah, yeah, sure. And, and they did better than that. So that was just a super effort for them. Yeah. Uh, they're going to play playoffs. They will. Hopefully, there was a how uh, exciting, how exciting, and and we had uh, Rizzo. You know, stayed at the start of the year, and it was a big call. He was calling that they were going to be in the playoffs, and yeah. the, and he can't see why not. And he copped a bit of flack for it, but he was just speaking his mind and and what he saw, and with the enthusiasm. And they've got arguably one of the best managers in baseball, if not the best. Well, no, he's one of Joe the best Madden. managers in Joe Madden. He's yep. definitely one of the best managers in baseball. Yep. He really seems to handle the, the the young guys and be able to bring them on and develop them, but as well as being able to handle and communicate with the with the the veterans as well, sure. and and get the best out of them and. He just uh, he's got the team rocking and rolling at the moment. It's I really thought they exciting. really they really missed a marketing opportunity because the great movie Back to the Future, of course, was uh, in that the, <laughs> yeah. Cub, the Cubs win the World Series in two thousand and fifteen, but it's against no. the Miami, Miami Gators in the movie. Was it two fifteen? Twenty fifteen? Yeah. Where it's not it's not now is I, I thought. Remember wow. uh, Gary Hocking down at Geelong? He changed his name for a game. Whiskers, Whiskers. called himself Whiskers. <laughs> I thought the Miami Marlins should change their name just for this season and be the Miami Gators because the Cubbies are going to the playoffs, mate. And wouldn't that have been just been unbelievable if that was to pan out that the Cubs played the Miami Gators in the World Series? Not going to happen now, though. Well, given that they're in, uh, they can't play in the World Series because they're in the same uh, in yeah. the same league, so that's not going to happen. I just thought they would have done it for a marketing thing. They're all about marketing, you know that. But yeah, well. Very interesting. I find that fascinating, and I, you know, I'm all about the mind body connection. Absolutely, and, and uh, wouldn't it be an unbelievable story to see the Cubbies? And you got to love the Cubbies. Yeah, they're just a great franchise. Much storied. They've got a beautiful new field. Yeah. Um, you know, beautiful new renovations, but with the you know with the old Ivy. field, it's still 120 years old. Yeah, but they've made renovations. You Had know, a bomb scare this week actually at Wrigley Field. Did. Yep, and yep. that was probably the Giants fans. After the Giants got swept, <laughs> yes, they've gone out and... Uh... But certainly they've made all the renovations in the outfield there, but they've got the beautiful ivy on the on the brick wall in the in the outfield there. And, you know, what a that would be mind-blowing if they actually made the World Series oh, and actually won it. Imagine a, that. It, it will happen one of these days. Unfortunately, they've got to get rid of the curse of the goat <laughs> because they've got the curse of the goat on the Cubs. You know that, don't you? Yeah, Paul. Why don't you enlighten us on that? The curse of the goat. It happened back in about 1915 or something like that. A guy, a normal guy coming to a game, actually bought a ticket for himself and his goat. Now, his goat got ejected Reminds from the stadium. Yeah, we'll just leave that one <laughs> Or just what, a goat. One goat. Um, a guy took his goat to the game. The the uh, security ejected the goat, and of course said owner went with ejected goat. And then the guy, to use a comment, he pointed his goat at the Chicago Cubs for throwing him out of the stadium. They have not won a playoff game since. Was it? His this is wife, over a hundred years now. Was it just his wife, and she was really ugly? But. Could have been the cow. The goat <laughs> bell was given it a. 
Some said it was a necklace, but others called it a, an actual bell. But there is a great, another great video out where uh, Save the Bartman or the young fella in the crowd who leaned in the Cubs' last attempt at playoff baseball. Yeah, what, Steve young, Bartman. Steve Bartman. Oh, Thank you, go. Clubby. Clubby's coming. Clubby, in. over the it's top. Great, there's a great video uh, DVD of they break down the history leading up to those events when Bartman hung over the fence and touched the ball. Moises Alou was the outfitter in, in left. Right. But if you get a chance to check out that DVD, it's an absolute beauty. Look, these are some great baseball films and baseball media out there, isn't there? There's so many, it's such a... Such we'll a, make that a segment one day, greatest baseball movies. There's like tons of them. There's so many... I live my life by baseball movie quotes. Really? Mm. Really? <laughs> I've noticed that. Oh, I do. I do. You it's keep just... walking around with Annie Savoy, though. <laughs> What's going on there? That's not true, MJ. Yeah. Darling, if you're listening. We're no, still done with true. the... Uh, st- we're no, we're not. done here. Yeah, just about. Uh, so following the Cubbies, we've got Cincinnati and Milwaukee bringing up the rear there. And into the West, we've got um, the Dodgers, uh, San Francisco, Arizona, San Diego and Colorado. So uh, and the Dodgers, of course, Clayton Kershaw cracked the two hundred mark, two hundred strikeout mark again. Does it really matter? Because they're just going to do stuff in the bed at great time. So great numbers, great numbers. He has yet to prove himself in the playoffs, though. But today, <laughs> of course, today with Seattle Mariners, the fourth no hitter of the season was pitched for Seattle. I just grabbed my note. Hashish Iwakumu. Hashish. Hashish. <laughs> He'd be fun in the aftermatch. He threw a no-hitter today for Seattle. Gave up a couple of walks, so it wasn't a perfect game, but uh, still got a no-hitter, which is a tremendous performance. Yeah, complete game, yep, no-hitter. Ter- terrific effort by him. Look, just uh, briefly mentioning the wild card. Um, so now the Yankees, having lost first place, they've slid into the first uh, wild card spot there, and and the Angels uh, have uh, have lost. Um, well, they've been in that um, second wild card spot, um, and two games out of that, uh, we've got Tampa Bay, and uh, two and a half games Baltimore and Minnesota, and Texas. They've they were challenging. They were only two games out of a out of a wild card spot there, and they've sort of slipped off the pace there. So, yep. geez, I'd love to see them, uh, you know, get back into the hunt there and then into the National League wild card we've got Pittsburgh who if they were in any other league right now they'd be they'd be leading it but because they're in the, with the Cardinals they're sitting second yeah um, but they're gonna definitely get a wild card spot and then we've got our cubbies who've uh, just uh, streaked cubbies. away from uh, San Francisco and Washington losing touch by the moment so unless they can uh, usurp the word for the day if they you can <laughs> usurp the Mets I've uh, got to look that one up I think it's the rebels that overtake the the incumbent uh, royalty. Right, so, yeah. right. So uh, if uh, if uh, Washington can't get over the top of the Mets, they're going to find themselves out. So um, that's it for the uh, standings for this week, Fritter. Nice. We're just going to head to a break in a couple of seconds, but just on a couple of small notes to to just finish up is David Ortiz from the Boston Red Sox has re-signed with the team with an eleven million dollar base to his contract. He's on pace this year to hit to have 625 at bats. He signed an $11 million base contract for next season. If he has 425 at bats, he gets another million. If he has 450 at bats, he gets another million. So he could effectively end up earning about $17 million next season. So Craig, we're talking about a million dollars per 25 at bats. 
Yes. You, so that's forty thousand dollars an at bat. You're a, you're a human calculator. Work yep. this. What do you got? What that's forty thousand dollars per at bat. Forty thousand per at bat. Is anyone worth that amount of money? Look, uh, that is the question. If, if you if you pose that question to me now, I say absolutely not. Is is and and I've come up with some really crazy ways of working out how these people shouldn't be allowed to get paid so much. <laughs> no, but okay, look, you know I'm actually okay with it because they're actually creating an industry. Yeah. Worldwide, we wouldn't actually be sitting here talking about it unless yeah. people like David Ortiz were creating this this industry. Oh, yeah, okay? I, I agree. So, I so agree with that. So yes. I, I'd say so. Just like movie stars. If you don't have the best movie stars in movies, no one goes to see them. Yep. So they're actually creating the the industry. They're creating a market. Sure. And uh, and I, I think we've got to look at it. They're entertainers. Yes. So they're they're what I plug in every single day to watch fifteen highlights of fifteen games played every single day. Yep. Because of players like David Ortiz. So I guess the you know that that Major League Baseball uh, get my money um, through. Through my subscription to At Bat, yep. and and so David Ortiz is part of that. So he he's, I think he's quite within his rights to get that. We're going to beg to disagree on this one. <laughs> I, I, I think don't believe anybody is worth that much money. But well, just well, in a little used to side be a high note, paid athlete. Just uh, just in a side note before we go stage, to the break. So. Just before we go to the break is that yesterday, first time in Major League history that all, all 15, 15 games teams won. were won by the home team. What about that? First time in Major League history. That's a pretty amazing one, I think. All, 15 it, games, all 15 home teams win. But there hasn't always been 30 teams in the competition. Yes, that's right. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> going to throw that in. <laughs> Only somebody who knows baseball is going to know that Sorry one. Sorry, so doesn't matter. Rain on your parade there. Doesn't but quite amazing. Yes, It is quite amazing. amazing. So... If you're a betting person. We'll be back in a moment, but first a word about our sponsors. Celix Recoating Surface offers a professional powder coating surface and has a wide range of colours available and items can be colour matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Celix Recoating Surface also offers anti-graffiti coating, sandblasting and metal fabrication of refrigerator components and parts. For more information, go to info at .com.au or call 9788-4000. JC, now with great news coming out of Melbourne today. I saw on the ABL feed, their Twitter feed, that Melbourne has got the All-Star Game yeah, again wow. for this upcoming summer ABL season. Fantastic. That's really exciting. I cannot wait for that one. That's always a goodie. Yeah, they've been really good, really well um, handled the last couple of years there out at uh, Lavin. And of course, this year's going to be Supported by Borrell is the sponsor is of right? the All Star Game, so oh, look well forward done. to that well one. Done. Well done, Borrell. Sixteenth of December will be the date. It's a Wednesday night, going to be out at Altona. So uh, check the websites. Go to melbourneaces.com.au and you can sort out some tickets there. We're also going to let me just throw to this one here is young Sam Gibbons. We've touched on Gibbo a couple of weeks. So I'm not going to ad nauseum you and get all crazy every week, but I just wanted to talk Well, Sam, the kid's in good form. Great form and really been pitching well. I just wanted to mention that he, he ended up uh, last week as being mid Midwest League Pitcher of the Week. Did Which was announced midweek. It was announced <laughs> midweek, mid but he's 6-2 and two record, but he had a consecutive innings of scoreless innings being pitched, and he ended up finishing that, that uh, 
ended at 28.1 scoreless innings. That's over three games without giving up a run. That's phenomenal. That's incredible. And and that's the kind of stuff that if you're going to advance up the levels um, and, and make it to the next level, yeah. I'm telling you right now, if he keeps pitching the way he's pitching and getting guys out, um, he's got to move on. Yeah. You know, he's getting – he's mastering the level that he's at. Yes. And, um Look, the, the, he gave up two runs. It was a two-out, 22-hopper through the second base, yep, you know, yep. through the second base side. Um, it was a cheap hit um, and uh, it g- gave up two runs there. Both runs scored, um, but they ended up winning the game 6-2, another complete game. Uh, look, he, he, he's been in very, very good form. Yep. And look, what's... What's been great is that if you're giving, like you can you can watch a team and you can watch a pitcher, you can watch a player, and it's how you go about it. So if you're giving up runs, but they're cheap hits, they're little, yeah. you know, they're little flares, and, and they're not squaring the ball up, and you know you can still advance, um, even though that the statistics probably don't go with you there. So. Yeah. With a bit of luck, that could have been another 30, 31, 32 innings before he's... Could have, you know, yeah, could have. So he, he, he's rolling right now, and it's it's really exciting. I actually saw the highlights of the game, yep. uh, pitching very well. The post-game interview, the, the reporter said, uh, Sam, were you aware that it was, uh, you know, to, what was it, 28.1 innings? Yeah. And, and Sam, yeah. being the humble kid, he said, look, look, I couldn't have told you the number. And one of his teammates said, yeah, right. <laughs> You knew exactly how many. Any good professional <laughs> needs to be all over his own numbers and work to make Freddie, them you, better. You, I can tell you right now, after you're at bat, you would be able to tell me exactly what average you were hitting for. Oh, a long time ago now, mate. I can't remember numbers like that. <laughs> Way too long ago. I've wiped that from my memory. But Players to, know the numbers. Yeah, Don't ge- worry about that. Absolutely. But generally, um, great effort by Sam. Really, Really going well. and Fantastic. Still got more season to go, so stick with it, young fella. We have mentioned... He could get a call up. He could get a call up, potentially, uh, and and stay tuned for that. I'm I'm calling it. I'm I'm calling that he could potentially get a call up to double A, triple A, just to just to, to have just a to see, That's just a, to see how they he do handles that it. To have a look, absolutely. Yeah. And he could find himself. He could find himself in Arizona. He could. Be, you, there's a whole bunch of things that he could could open up for him yeah. if he continues the way he's going, which yeah. is really exciting for the kid. Yeah, he's uh, really throwing the ball well. Uh, reports out of the Canberra Times today were that um, the ABL draft is happening as we speak right now, so we can't actually access any information for That'll you. That'll be for the next show. For next show, we'll be able to bring you who's been uh, drafted for the ABL season coming up this year. But Canberra reports, Canberra Times reports that Aaron Sayers, young player from Al Shores, is uh, heading to... Canberra to Oh, play. no. Yes. Young middle infielder here with the Detroit we'll have Tigers. The, have to get him on the show. And say, why is he a turncoat? And why is he leaving Leaving the tre- what are they? treason? He's You're gonna... leaving us. You're leaving us. Um, but well, all... look, if, if, look, if he's going to get more opportunity, we're all for that. And, yeah. and, and good luck to Aaron. Yeah, he was used sparingly over the last year or two, but a young prospect coming along with the Detroit Tigers organisation and uh, I'm sure that will be a positive move for him under the tutelage there of Michael Collins, the team in Canberra. They've uh, really had a, a a good, solid team and a lot of pros. They have a lot of imports come in to fill up their squad, but great opportunity for Aaron Sayers to head there. Of course, young Adam Silver was up there last right. season, but right. he's now back in Melbourne, yet to see where good. Adam Silver may end up. But also, just another name that um, people may know is Boss Mona Roa. 
former Boston Red Sox from the Sydney Blue Sox. Big kid from New Zealand. From New Zealand. Uh, there was two Bro. of them, that, and they were massive. Big guys and could really hit the ball hard. But boss, Good hitters. Boss Monroe is also heading up to Canberra with young Aaron Sayers to be part of the Canberra squad, which is terrific for them. Yep, good luck to them. And um, the, another Keep an one eye that, on those guys. Yeah, another one that was mentioned last week that I'm just uh, giving you a reminder of is uh, the Chris Oxpring interview is up on the Australian Baseball Alumni. Uh, they had some cutting issues with it. There was a bit more ended up on the cutting room floor than they first anticipated. So the editing's been finished on the interview with Chris Oxpring on the Australian Baseball Alumni and also the auction that Glenn Williams, the new head That's of right, high had performance, him on last week. had him on last week. and he uh, Didn't made, he speak well? He did speak well. He's Baseball's terrific, in good hands. Terrific guy and he's got a lot of passion and knows where he's going with it and a lot of contacts as well. So that's always handy. That's um, a good segue actually because uh, he'll be up at the Major League Academy this weekend at, uh, uh, in the Gold Coast. Uh, yep. I'm heading up there too to have a look. Uh, right. And I'm, I'm up there for... You're uh, going through your paces in front of the scouts there. Anyway. <laughs> What's happening here? There's... Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take some BP. Yeah. You know, like, you know, roll the pole if for you them touch, and... If you just touch this little... Get some Grecian going or something. It, what are you saying? Just, just move the salt and pepper what aside. Are you, saying? you could walk in there and be a sprightly 25-year-old. They would go, JC, I'm telling you. Are you saying my rig's in shape? <laughs> You're in shape, mate. <laughs> oh, mate. I, I, don't, I can barely get the ball out of the infield these days. But Taylor's heading up there, you said? Young Taylor Rowe, Werribee boy, has uh, has got the call up. He's, uh, he's going to be there this weekend. They're flying him up there to pitch. Um, and look, you know, th- there's an argument to be made that, uh, look, not much could come out of that, but uh, I think th- this is a wonderful opportunity for him. Um, he's certainly looking at playing with the Aces this year. He was absolutely dominant last year. Yep. He threw eight complete game shutouts, took a no-hitter in into the seventh inning, no less than three occasions, yeah. um, throwing the hell out of the ball. Because really, he had a really tremendous, well. he was a real prospect when they signed him Abs- back yeah, in the day. Sure. Big, strong kid. Big, throws strong the ball kid. hard. Look, he's he's stronger now too. He's a oh, bull, he's a now. big bull of a kid. And look, uh, speaking with uh, some of the people in the know uh, higher up in baseball uh, Australia, uh, he needs to develop an equaliser pitch. Yep. Air quotes I'm using. Yep. Your favourite. Uh, he needs the, the equaliser pitch, and they're talking about helping him develop a, a split finger pitch. Can I just uh, equaliser? Can you just elaborate? Oh, well, some, I'm a little fuzzy like on a, that one. Okay, so a pitch that is a game changer that's gonna that can't be hit. Okay. That, that's when yep. you've got two strikes on a hitter that it, it's a guaranteed strikeout. Yep. Yep. Um, now he's he's got a he's got an above average fastball. Uh, he's learning to pitch inside now. He's throwing, you know, getting right inside. You know, moving the guys. A, that off is the a plate. topic that we're going to get to. We're we going to get to that. Get come to back that to that over the next week or two. And, but uh, I want to get a pitcher in here to face you because, of course, <laughs> you were known as a hitter. Yeah, but I, I'm also all for it. I, I believe in pitching inside, standing yeah. the hitters up. Yeah. Um, and he's really learning that. Uh, he's got a good breaking ball. But what he needs is that third pitch because good hitters, you know, two pitches against good hitters isn't really enough. Yeah. Um, and, and so he's going to be up there with Mark Hutton. Uh, we'll get him on the show as well at some Graham stage. Graham Lloyd yep. is up Graham there. Graham Lloyd's up there. So he's going to be up there with the best of the best. Yeah. So his job now is to really absorb everything that's going to be available to him up there in terms of uh, tutoring and, and, and knowledge and, and technique yeah. uh, and bring that back and, and put that into his game and, and take his game to the next level. It's really 
really exciting though. I'm picking him up from the airport to on Saturday morning. Nice. So uh, I feel like his agent. I feel like you know, yeah, like right. his, uh, I'm not his agent, but I'm his coach. But yeah. um, but I'm yeah. really excited for him, and and I'm really pleased that uh, you know Shanahan, uh, Damien Shanahan, and John Diebel and the boys have uh, you know cut some funding out of the yeah. budget to to get him up there for yeah. the weekend. So beautiful, really exciting. Yeah, exciting stuff for uh, young Taylor Rowe. But I'll just finish off on the alumni. Is the yes, the Chris Oxpring interview is now up, and there's two part thing. And uh, the auction that Glenn Williams mentioned last week that is up online, the funds are going towards helping young kids uh, travel around the world. Uh, Very expensive to get from A to B to play in these particular tournaments. So the auction that's up on the Australian Baseball Alumni, all sorts. If you're a Yankees fan, there's uh, nameplates from the... Old-timers day there that Graham Lloyd bought back. Uh, David Cohn, I did see. Graham Lloyd. If you're Lloyd. a Yankees fan, go Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to go to this next break. We're done now. We're going to leave it right there. We're going to head to uh, a break, and we'll be right back uh, with the show after this. Selix Recoding Service specialise in electrostatic painting, where our fully trained staff and state-of-the-art equipment enable projects of any size to be coded either on-site or in our well-equipped Bayside facility. Selix Recoating Service offers a professional powder coating service and has a wide range of colours available and items can be colour matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Selix Recoating Service also offers anti-graffiti coating, sandblasting and metal fabrication of refrigerator components and parts. For more information, go to info at selixrecoatingservice.com.au or call 9788-4000. JC, we're now going to take a look at uh, just a couple of house cleaning duties that I needed to tidy up. I was remiss of announcing last week that we did follow through speaking to one of the assistant coaches, Dean Arnell, on the Australian under-12 team. The, the final results that came out from that tournament, I'm just going to announce them now. United States won that game over Chinese Taipei in the gold and silver medal game so Chinese Taipei wins the silver medal and in the bronze medal game Nicaragua defeated Cuba so Nicaragua come away with a bronze medal there USA won Chinese Taipei two and Nicaragua three Uh, in case you missed it Australia finished 10th in that tournament and uh, were out of the points also another one that's happening Around this weekend, we weren't able to get an exact date, but the Australian under-18 team, the interview we did last week with Glenn Williams, you mentioned, uh, as part of that high-performance selection process, that team is to be picked around this weekend. So next week's Fantastic. show, next week's show, we should have a, a squad that we'll be able to announce on the show. I'm looking forward to hopefully getting one of the uh, one of our future stars from that team on the show, perhaps. Yes, hopefully we can uh, get... I'd like to get them all, to be honest, see which one of them can actually talk into a microphone. But um, <laughs> this is this is something that I do want to touch on. One of the big things that I did see this week, JC, was hit streaks mm. that seemed to pop Nelly up. Nelly Cruz. Every, Nelly Cruz, incredible. 21 games leading into today's play. Um, he's phenomenal to hit 21 consecutive games in a row and in that in that streak I think he's at 13 or 14 home runs as well so that's just incredible. really been on fire and then over the journey there's so many guys who pop up during the year or get a, a 10 game hit streak here a 15 game hit streak there and when you compare that to the greatest hit streak of all time of course is uh, Joe DiMaggio 
ended up going Jolton Joe ended up going fifty six games with a hit. And the funny thing about Joe DiMaggio was that after the fifty six straight games that he got a hit, he then missed a game, of course, which ended the streak at fifty six games. He then went on another seventeen game hit streak after that. So conceivably, he could have ended up with around 70. 70 to 75, 72 game consecutive hit streak. Phenomenal. Yeah. Amazing to even get to 56. Look, isn't it? Um, uh, it's a great topic for discussion here hitting streaks and or any streaks of anything yeah um, you know when you get on a roll um, really interesting through that period like he sat out today with back spasms yeah um, right so he missed uh, um, Iwakuma's so that ends uh, no no streak no, no, still no. goes yeah, he's yeah, out that, that's yep. right if, yep. if he's out through injury that's yep. not you know he, yep. he, the streak's still intact um, so he sat out today it was a no hitter, so they didn't really didn't need him yeah <laughs> so uh, but they won 3 nil. um through that period, he's hit for an average of four four eleven. Yep. Along with his thirteen home runs, he's had six doubles, and he's leading the league with thirty four home runs. It's just an incredible effort. So, it's interesting, you know, when you play every day. Certainly, you do get on a roll, and and you get uh, you get your eye in. Yep. Um, and uh, things certainly. Uh, through those periods where where the game sort of slows down, yep, uh, and and you're, you're seeing the ball really well, but we're talking about like major league pitching here, yeah, and absolutely. and through a period, see, Joe DiMaggio didn't play through a period where, uh, uh, we had the the, the closes and, yeah. and and the and the specialist, um, yeah, middle generally guys. guys who started finish games, yeah, right, back in that right, era. right, right. Yeah. So he's he's going through the lineup. You know, three or four times, uh, seeing the same pitcher, um, a lot different kettle of fish to yeah. what Nelson yeah. Cruz has gone through. He he's seeing you're getting through maybe five, six, seven innings, and then seeing professional pitchers that are only pitching every couple of days, yeah. specifically to get hitters out. Yeah, um, it's a it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal effort. No, I'm not sure if he's a he's not a switch hitter, is he? No, 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 no. no. Right hand, right hander. Yeah, right. He's a right hander, even so. Yeah. Um, he said, "Well, he'd be seeing a lot of right-handed pitching." Yeah. So, uh, obviously, you know, the lefty-righty matchup makes makes things a lot easier if you if you're a left-handed hitter facing right-handed pitching, and you're going to see right-handed pitching more often than not. There just isn't that amount of lefties around. Sure. Okay. So the left-handed hitters certainly have the advantage. Um, so for Nelson Cruz to be on a 21-game hit streak is just phenomenal. We really need to acknowledge that. Let me ask you this. What's been your longest hitting streak, Craig? Uh, Ju- Fritter, sorry. Yeah, Justin. Um, <laughs> it was 16 games. 16 Pales games. Pales into insignificance, but 16 games. And, and, see, but- and, and Richard Vag broke me with a bunt, a running bunt base hit. I could have <laughs> killed him. He hit from the left side, dragged it anyway, but beat me with a running bunt. Okay. So th- that's quite an amazing effort because we're not playing every day. So we play maybe once or twice a week. Yeah. So that would probably translate into maybe a thirty or forty game hitting 50, streak. Fifty, sixty. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, that well, really, I mean, when you think about it, it, it it's a lot difficult to carry on that role. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're when you're rolling, I was wearing easier. white boots too. Oh my white god! White boots, white pumas. Oh, oh beautiful. Yeah. Oh dear. I was styling, mate. Styling. Did, did high boys or low boys? No, low boys. Yeah. 
it, the, the, it or was it the, like at the ankle? Like to show the ankles off. No, yeah. I showed the ankles off. Yeah, yeah. Nice ankles. But incredible to, to go 56 and then, then as I say, DiMaggio misses one and goes another 17 games. So, so could have had 72, 73. Whatever. But we Willie Keeler, I'm pretty sure, is at 44. Old-time guy, probably 100 years ago now. And Pete Rose, the great Pete Rose, bring Rose back. Bring Rose back. I want him back in the Hall of Fame. Um, Me too, in fact. Yeah, I think, uh, I think he's at 42. He hit a, at 42 a couple of, a couple of different times. Um, so, yeah, some really amazing consecutive hit streaks over the journey. And and uh, Nelson Cruz is in the middle of one right now. And so he he had a home run streak going there, homering in consecutive Days there at one stage last yes. week was it? Yes, I think he had five for five. five. Yes, five. He's five done it days in a row. He's done it twice this season. Now let's talk home run streaks. Yep. Um, because we're right now we're seeing an extraordinary run with, uh, well, quite possibly the uh, the MVP of the American League this year in Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Um, I actually queried. And I actually went back through the through the through the standings and the and the statistics just this week to just to yeah. see if I could trip you up. Yeah. Because um, Josh Donaldson homered four games in a row. Yeah. Missed one. Yep. Another three. Wow. Missed a couple of days and again, and he's, I think he hit maybe nine or ten home runs. Wow. In in the space of about you know thirteen days. So, yeah. with, with some guys are hot at the moment. Oh, when, when guys are hot like that, in particular. You don't want the game to end. You yeah, want right. to go up to bat again. Sure. And you tend to get there. You get there early for BP the next day because you just know you're flushing the ball. And it doesn't matter who's going to come up pitching. But the, when these guys get in this groove and they really get in a zen sort of moment and it's day after day you're playing. Zen. Well, you know, you, you, and you're playing day after day, you get that groove going. Sometimes it's near impossible to get you out. That's You, you may mention there, and this is really interesting, it's a really interesting point that you made there that you, you want to get there early for batting practice. You know what happens when you're in, for some players, Yeah. some players won't even take BP yeah, at right. this stage of the year. Yeah. You know, they don't feel like they need any extra work. Yeah. Um, and so what you'll find, some, not all, yeah, but some, of course, yeah, I understand. But some, some yep. players will just come, knock a couple of balls off the tee, then they're good. Yeah. And it's in, and, and you've got to know yourself. You've got to know yourself when, because uh, to be grinding out balls just because you're supposed to is just as detrimental to not doing enough work. Yeah. So knowing how much you need to groove your swing um, is really important. And I'd say, you know, a lot of, well, some of these players will be rolling up to the game, um, you know, having a few rounds maybe, or knocking a few balls off the tee and then uh, and then shutting it down. More like maintenance, like maintenance Correct. now. Yeah, They've absolutely. sort of done all the work sure. in spring and sure. worked hard in the early part of the season. That's another now. factor. That's another factor right now is fatigue. Fatigue and recovery Yeah, is yeah, a focus, mental focus, so keeping your energy levels up. So all of these things come into it. And like it is just a marathon. It's a real grind. You know, getting to this part of the year, uh, having done it myself, I just thought it, it, it was the most extraordinary thing. And I was really lucky because I was coming in to professional baseball with, pardon me, coming into professional baseball with, you know, 10 years of, or well, at least six to seven, six or seven years of professional football yeah. conditioning. Yep. And 
even I noticed with that all that conditioning still getting towards the end of the year and, and fatiguing. Yeah. You know, so um, you know the bat gets a little bit heavier. Yeah. Um, hey, the, you know, people need to feels a little bit heavier, and hopefully so. we might be able to educate a little bit. The, the 162 game schedule over a season is effectively a six month season. You play 81 games at home and 81 games on the road. To, and they and get, if you get rained out, you play two the next day. Two the next day. They generally, as a just a general guide, you might get a day off a month at the major league level. Now, to well, ha- they get travel days as well, and and they'll catch up with double headers and things like that. So there are you're either travelling, yep. or in uniform. Yep. At, get, at the park. Yep. So you know it really can be a drain once you once you're half or three quarters away through the season, and that's why. When things we talk about subjects like that's when things like uh, the great Cal Ripken Jr. streak. When I hear about that, I just go, "It's phenomenal." The guys turn up every day for fourteen years, hasn't missed a day. You know, not a sickie turned up every day and loved it and took BP. Just loved it to death. Well, it Amazing is baseball. Stat. It's not you know, it's not like you. Yeah, but it's still a job. Sure, and and look, let's and he didn't play every inning of. That yeah, you know, so he would come in some days, play a couple of innings here and there, maybe just a defensive inning, yep. you know, here and there. But you're right, quite right. It is an extraordinary effort to be there 162 days in a row, yeah, um, to to play. Um, but we're talking about it's a game, yeah, you know, it's a game, and uh, it's beats the hell out of like a, a nine to five job working at Sears. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, so it's not like we're, you know, we're talking about a game here. Um, so, but still a massive effort. It's, it, it, it really taxes the, uh, the concentration, the focus, the recovery. Yeah. You're know, going to manage your rest, your diet, um, you know, your physical conditioning, um, you know, so th- there's a lot into it. Yeah, absolutely. We're now going to, uh, speaking of people chasing their dream and wanting to play and it's just a game and all that, we're now going to go to our interview. Is uh young fellow's been over at college in the US. He's now back here in Melbourne, finished his time at college and uh, we're heading over to Perth shortly, hear a little more from Nick Veal from the Moravian Baseball Club. And Nick, welcome to the show. Uh, mate, you've just come back from your uh, your journey over at college in the US. What actually led you to investigate going down that college route and, and what actually got you over there in the first place? Yeah, um, going to college was always a goal of mine from when I was about 15, 16. I think I kind of realised I wasn't I uh, didn't really have the talent set to get signed, didn't really throw hard enough or anything like that, but I thought I definitely had a chance to go and, go and play in college, and it really was a big goal for me to go do. And I uh, I basically emailed a few schools, tried to get some contacts, did some videos, sent them over, and got yeah had a couple of schools off me and got given the chance to go to um, North Iowa Community College, and it worked out pretty well, so yeah. So, Nick, um, so that was the junior college, and then you went to a yep. four-year college, Minnesota State. Yep. Uh, yeah, yep. Yep, right. Um, tell us, what was the best thing about the experience? Yeah, basically all of it. I, I loved it. I was, I mean, yeah, getting given a chance to play baseball every day and just hang out with, you know, your teammates every day for, not only for baseball, but, you know, you, you hang out at night, you, you know, playing video games, you go to class with them. You're just around the guys 24-7. I mean, it was, just, it was just an awesome experience to be able to do that and really just get 
just understand what it's like to really have baseball as your number one focus. So uh, playing video games, is that like a euphemism for chasing girls? Please tell me yes. <laughs> yeah, you can basically say that. Land, land Suit Larry. <laughs> Ever played Land Suit Larry? <laughs> Fabulous. I'll get you on it, JC. No problems. Uh, what, what was the basic setup of the um, – we'll go to the four-year college, Nick. Okay. How yep. many games was there in the season? And you mentioned it was in Minnesota. I'm guessing it was pretty yep. cold. How did you juggle playing the games and or training in such cold weather? Yeah, so we had a 54-game schedule um, from the start of March to the first weekend in May. That was our regular season schedule. And we basically would play uh, doubleheaders on Wednesday, doubleheader Saturday, doubleheader Sunday. But to start off, because obviously the weather, the snow, everything like that, we actually went on a trip down to Florida for our first 10 games, which went for, I think, eight or nine days. Um, and basically, when we got back from that, we started playing in Minnesota, but the weather was still pretty cold, so we basically practiced inside all week, and then we'd head out to the, to the field on Saturday, Sunday, and went to about zero degrees outside and try and play, so that was great, but yeah. That's great, mate. So, look, Nick, I remember uh, coaching um, the the Geelong Baseball Association winter under eighteen team in the carnival up at Wangaratta one year, and a, you know, you were a real thorn in our side. Um, I remember you pitched against us, and uh, I think you pitched in the final and did very well. Um, so, with your repertoire these days, um, so what's what's uh, what pitches are you throwing, and and how's the fastball coming out? Tell us. Give us an idea of um, how you're pitching these days. Um, I'm basically been throwing mainly uh, five. I'd say five pitches. I've been I'm at right now is just a fastball, a cutter, uh, curveball, slider, changeup. Um, basically, just trying to throw them all consistently in the zone. That's my biggest thing: being able to throw all five strikes. And the fastball at the moment is probably. I mean, over there, the last time I was really gunned or had an idea of what I was throwing, probably about. 86 to a touch in 89, so that's up not there. too bad, but yeah. That's up there, particularly if you've got control of those other pitches. And, you know, we were talking to John Diebel the other day, and uh, uh, and and um, Taylor Rowe is making a real push to get re-signed and, and, and things like that. And, you know, Deebs is talking about the pitch that you need to develop or, or you need the game changer you know, the game-changer pitch. And he was talking that that being these days, um, the split-finger pitch. Have you ever yeah. experienced or had any experience with that? No, I've never really thrown a splitty. Um, I've messed around with it a little bit, but I never really could have that control or uh, anything like that. I'm kind of kind of too too scared to really try to throw that in a game because I feel like it might end up over the batter's head by about 10 feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never good. No, never good. Um. Nick, you while at college there, you have studied. You're going to come come away with a with a diploma in what is it now? You you studied over there? Uh, sports management, I studied. Right, so you come back here. You're going to before you get to do that, you're going to head over to um, Perth, and yep. you signed with them, the Perth Heat. How did yep. that come about? Getting over there with the Perth Heat. How did that happen? Uh, a Victorian. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm gonna get a lot. I'm gonna get a lot for that from everyone. I think, but um, yes, particularly basically, me. <laughs> basically, getting over the college to start with. Um, our junior college, my junior college coach, actually knew Steve Fish over in Perth. Perth Heat head coach. Yes, he's yeah. uh, stepped away. Yeah. I think at the moment. Yep. Yeah, he stepped away for this year, but he um, 
I was talking to him all the way through our college. He tried to keep in touch just because he was a big help for me to get over there. And, uh, yeah, I was talking to him in early July just because I was coming, I knew I was coming back to Australia. I talked about the ABL and, yeah, he offered me a spot and it was kind of hard to turn down. So it all worked out pretty well. So basically what you're saying, you didn't give the Aces a chance to, to get your services. Is this what you're saying? Uh yeah, you just went away. That's all right, Nick. I'm just giving you some uh, flack here. First okay. in, first serve, I go Veerly. First in, first serve, mate. You run with that all the way along. Perth is strong. Yeah, go on, Jason. Well, well, I was you just going to say, Nick, like if you had the choice, if, if let me pose this to you. Yep. If you were given a guaranteed spot in the rotation of uh, the Perth Heat or the Melbourne Aces, which one would you take? Uh, honestly, on the back careful, of careful, careful. <laughs> it's, it's nice being home, but I mean, honestly, on the back of the success I've had, I'll probably go to Perth right now. <laughs> yes, fair enough. As you should, yeah. mate. As you should. Now, in between, of course, I think you're still playing games with the Frankston Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, for yep, the rest of the season, but Perth's. Uh, when will you be heading over to Perth, and what are you going to probably do in between that time? Um, I'm heading over to Perth. Uh, Basically, I, sh- um, I have to be there about the 26th of September, so I'll be heading over there sometime you know, between the 23rd and the 26th of September. And um, between them, I'm going to be basically playing for Fraser, obviously, trying to get a bit of work and doing a couple of clinics. Um, there's actually some clinics down at Moorabbin Baseball Club on the 16th, 23rd and 30th of August. And these are from uh, T-Ball all the way through to under-18s. And... They're being run at 9.30 on all those Sundays. So if uh, anyone wants to come down, just go to moramanbaseballclub.com.au for more information. There you go. Nice job, Nick. That's uh, well done, Marketing mate. as well. Marketing degree <laughs> as well. There you yeah. go. That's it. Well, that, that, was <laughs> my, that was actually my minor over there. That was sports manager and a marketing minor. So Very I good. need to get some practice, I think. And I've seen young Nick grow up from a uh, wee little grub that he was way back when. I've known his father for years. Uh, Greg Veal, now president of Baseball Victoria. Well, he actually helped, uh, helped get me off a... Uh, I got uh, yellow carded on <laughs> baseball last year. And, no, uh, he never... And Greg really, uh, he uh, went into bat for me. So, uh, yeah, good man. Good man, your dad. Good man. Well done. Uh, Nick, look, mate, we'll have to wrap it up there. Thanks very much for your time today. Thanks, Nick. All the best with uh, your endeavours over in Perth. Except when you play against the Aces. <laughs> this season, no I, I reckon you just go your hardest, mate. But uh, well done on, on the college career. Good luck with Perth this year, and uh, thanks for joining us on the show. Nah, Good luck, Nicky. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the SEN MLB podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.